Organissima New York. Your exotic skin, hair, and beauty source, and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care, featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more, bringing you only the best straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today. Arganissima, New York. Your beauty is our duty. Folks, welcome back to the iHealth channel, iHealth Radio, with your host, Hurricane Age. New day, always a new show, and a great show is going to be today. Uh, topic of every hour, every day, topic that we need to always talk about, things that affect us in life, with a guest that actually going to drive us into uh, some expertise that can help us in probably everyday life and things that we handle on a day-to-day -day basis. Again, I always start with some sort of suspicion here <laughs> and suspense, uh, but it's really it just to get the excitement going here. But but the fact is, uh, mental health is always a big discussion. Stress is always a big discussion. I mean, life today is just, you know, uh, too stressful. And um, we cannot have enough discussions about it, you know, how we can potentially deal with this and cope with, with all the things that come my way. So with me, without any further ado, I have Annie Del Rey. And she's a nationally board certified health and wellness coach. So that's one. She's also uh, got a bachelor's degree in psychology. She's a master's degree in integrative wellness coaching. So she's got a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, and she does, you know, really wellness coaching, you know, uh, day in, day out. That's what she does. She also has a book. And we're going to talk about that as well. I think the book is going to be uh, part of the most interesting pieces of the discussion today because uh, just from the title, you're going to have fun with it, but, but I think we're going to go deeper and it is something that we can all relate to at any given point of our lives, whether we are going there or we've been there. And so again, that's um, very ambiguous right now, but, but we, we'll, we'll get to it. So Annie, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. And, uh, you know, uh, this topic is, is always a key topic. It's an important topic. And I, I do a lot of, you know, discussions and a lot of it really, you know, revolves around health, wellness, right? And 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 that's that's the biggest thing. But mental health is just as big. And uh, we have few talk shows that we actually have, you know, pretty much reg regularly on the channel here. But, but really, every day I get somebody new as a guest and we get a whole spin on things. Some of it is similar, some of it is new, and we are learning every day. And really, our mission is to enlighten people and educate them about what can they do in terms of different things? Now, so let's first do, you know, as always, talk about Annie's background. Annie's, I mean, I I, I, I mean, I gave a little brief, but I'm not going to do a better justice than, than you would. <laughs> so let's talk about Annie's journey and what got you into the work you do today. Sure. So, so my journey began in New Jersey. That's where I'm from. That's where, yeah. <laughs> my digs. Um, Jersey girl. <laughs> And I'm so glad I grew up on the East Coast. I am so glad that that's where I grew up into my early 20s. And then I moved to California. I moved to California by myself. <laughs> I had never visited before, but I got into grad school and I was like, all right, I'm going to move. Let's do this. Um, so now I was in California by myself and I was super poor. 
like poor, poor, poor. And um, I ended up hating my program, quitting it, which I think a lot of people can relate to. Um, and when you've put a lot of money into school, that could be a little frustrating. And then I found a coaching program and I've been doing it ever since. Also, well, hold on, hold on. So there's quite a bit there. First of all, <laughs> that, that yeah. was like the brief, like that, just like the summarized version, like the sum up, right? But really, there's a lot to to and and really uh, earth from there. Like you know, there's much stuff in there that we can <laughs> talk about. One is, first of all, Jersey girl. You know, I live in Jersey, so hey, <laughs> um, you know, uh, greetings from the Jersey, from the 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 Jersey Garden to you. Uh, <laughs> but 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 you you did something that is not unique dairy a lot of people take that leap and just move out you know for whatever career path and you know dreams and they do that and the exodus from jersey east coast to west coast is is very common a lot of people go to hollywood try to get their their way in in that world uh you obviously went for school and um you know and by the way that's important sometimes people have to make that change of their life you know no matter what and it's 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 not easy to do it on your own but you did and again, for our people listening and watching, if that's something that will drive you and there's something that you have to do or you want to do, I mean, no one can stop you. And you know what? The only way to do it is just do it. You know, you go, make it happen. It may work. It may not work. It doesn't matter. And we have a good example that Annie, what she went there for did not work and she converted to something totally different and it's working. So understand that that, and I'm pretty sure, Annie, if you did not make that move, maybe you wouldn't have you know, stumble onto what you're doing today. So you never know where that route, you know, is going to lead you to and then what that outcome is going to be. So that's an important message, I think, that we can take from just your example of your decision where you went there. The other one is, as you said, you went to a program, you paid a lot of money because <laughs> it's not, <laughs> it is not cheap, I'm sure. <laughs> Education in, in, in our world is, is, is unbelievably, you know, expensive. I, I cannot understand why is it that we actually literally start in this country, specifically in the States. I don't know about other countries. I think most of the other countries have different programs. But in the States, you start with a, a huge loan and a debt and you come up, you know, already owing. <laughs> you, you, yeah. you haven't even started earning and you're already owing. And, and that's a problem, you know, that we have. Unfortunately, I don't know if there is a solution to it. There might be. There are solutions because other people are doing it differently in other parts of the world. But it is unfortunate. So, again... I actually had this discussion literally yesterday with someone, and I just I always say this: if you're going to message the program and things like that, and I've actually given this advice to you know my employees and and, and my, my teams and things like that, and I always said this: if you want to go into a master's program, try to get into a company that actually has good tuition reimbursement and things like that. Get the experience aligned with whatever the the education you're going to do. So it doesn't impact you financially. And then you are building your experience while you're getting your degree. And then boom, the next 10 you're at the next level. And that's just a simple advice, but it does, you know, work when you do it correctly. And but not everybody gets it, right? And that's okay too. It's just that sometimes people don't know how to balance it out, right? So, anyways, enough about me. But I was those are two two elements I wanted to just take, you know, and extract from your experience. But really, you know, you went to to have a career path, right? An education and eventually get there. But that didn't work out for you. Now, what was wrong about it? <laughs> I mean, um, it was so boring. It was so boring. Cause I, 
When I was in my bachelor's and I learned the difference between coaching and therapy, I was like, coaching is amazing. That's totally what I want to do. But this was, this was like around 2015 and coaching was still kind of BS. I mean, even today, some people think it's like real BS. So you were either a top business coach, right? Like if you thought of coach, you thought of like a top business coach, coaching CEOs, or you thought of a sports coach, but every, everything else like the word life coach was just thrown around now there's like a ton of niches if you talked about coaching at least the word people wouldn't be like what the heck is that um but i didn't think it was practical to do full time so i was like i'm gonna go get a safe career i'll be a speech language pathologist this will be fine i like helping all age groups i can i can do this and then i get into my first semester and i'm like I've never been more bored in my life. And I, and I knew that was a problem because I love being a student and I love to learn and I don't mind the textbooks and I don't mind the papers. So the fact that I was just hating every minute of it, I was like, oh, you can't do this. Like you can't do this. So I quit. I got a full-time job. And then um, it's funny you mentioned working for a place to help pay for school because that's what I ended up doing. I ended up starting in my master's program and then working as an admissions counselor at the school at the graduate school there you go that's one way to do it <laughs> but yeah. you know we, we didn't rehearse that but you're right i mean that's that's again you because here's the thing the, the reality of this world that we live in today i mean you cannot even get an, a real job without some experience behind it right you know that's the first thing they ask like you they don't even your algorithms today are not even humans they they just wash you up immediately with your backdrop. And if your backdrop or background is is less than than I guess pleasing to 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 the technology that robot, <laughs> you know, it's just you get, yeah, you're just basically dismissed, right? So they don't even get to the point where you can sell yourself. And really that's that's what an interview is about. It's like, you know, you can have 10 people, but someone's gonna drive that discussion and you'll be like excited about I want this person with me. And you don't get that in that first batch of interview well, in, in the process now with the algorithms and the stuff. What I do like now is there is a some companies that give you, do you want to opt out of the algorithm? And uh, and so I'm not sure. Ooh, if you, I haven't seen that. Ooh. I, 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 it's, cool. I, it, it's there. So now you do get when you apply to something, they'll give you the option if you don't want to be tested out by you know an actual robot which probably can take longer for you to get into a human but at least you don't get the the immediate dismissal by default <laughs> right because you know, I, mean, I mean really they look at keywords whatever and then boom boom and that's it i mean it's got to be that there's nothing more ingenious about it you know it's just ai looking at you know your keywords in there and maybe some yeah, relevant timelines or relevant names but that's all there is right but but you did it right and you moved but here's the thing though folks watching and listening um, you, you, when you went in, you wanted to do that, right? It's not, and that's by the way, something that a lot of us do. We go into a career path or an education path that we think that's going to be us, but then you just realize this is not for you. And that great news is that we live as much as the, I, I stated that the education system is expensive and it's difficult to navigate, but we have flexibility that again, in other parts you might not have, <laughs> you know, so you can move from one program to the other program. You can switch credits, you know, so credit base so it can give you those opportunities so it's never too late you can change any given time you can finish a program start a program sometimes you can get a second master degree with a couple additional courses and voila you have this stuff so we have availability of 
of choices and things that can make it. But at the end of the day, I can I can still, and I'm not sure if this is true, maybe you can validate this, is that even though it was boring, I'm sure you picked up something there. Yeah, I mean, it started the domino effect. It made me move there. Because I, I like to think I'm a practical woman. And in speech language pathology, you most times you start off making 80K. And then you just make more after. And you can work full-time and you can work part-time. And you can do it staying at home. And again, this is 2015. This is when staying at home was still something somewhat foreign to people. And you could work with stroke victims or kids or so there was so much flexibility with speech. So I was like, I'll just do that. And I'll make, I'll start off with 80 K and that will make me like calm to start off and I'll build up and I'll do, I'll do coaching on the side and I'll make more money. Like I was, I was looking for security so that eventually I could have freedom. That's where my head was at. But when you're studying coaching and self-development and like behavioral change, I would be a hypocrite to stay in a program that I hated because that's not what I would tell a client to do. I would tell a client, we need to talk about your values and your strengths and pick a career that you love. So it was too hard. You know, it was too hard to study this stuff and then actively go against what I'm studying. But, but Annie, a lot of people are fortunately they do that. They go into a program, they, it's just a dead end. They finish it up, and then they wind up switching careers. Anyways, they're not doing that. As a matter of fact, I think the majority, you know, uh, you know, I know your book is going to talk take us back to high school, right? And <laughs> in high school, in high school, this is a big deal. I mean, I have two teenagers in high school, and we're having these discussions already. And one of them actually has has her mind clear, and she knows exactly what she's doing. So. I think she has. The other one is still not sure. He think he thinks what he knows what he wants, and I think he is going to pursue that. But at the end of the day, you know, you got counselor counselors and things like that. You have some stuff, but it is still when you go into the initial stuff in the college, unless you go to med school or some specific, you know, school for a program, you're just going to get some basic credits to start and then figure out your minor and then eventually like what's going to be my major, and then that may be where your path starts, you know, shifted. But again, it, it it's it's good to get some advice in advance to try to get some keyword passion you just stated. What is it that drives you? And I think a lot of people know that from the get-go. You know what drives you. This is for you or not. I mean, that's so simple, right? But sometimes people haven't gone to it yet. They're not there yet, not at that age. And so mm -hmm. so and I think we're gonna we're gonna tackle that more on the book side. Uh, but 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 I do want to talk about one thing you stated. And I think that's important to people watching and listening. Now, and by the way, thank you for, for stating that, you know, proudly. And you said, I started poor, poor. You know, right? <laughs> just the <laughs> well, truth, yeah. <laughs> well, well, but so, so, so here's the thing. Poor is a status, right? It's just something that we, because, you know, it's limited, funds limited, whatever resources. But at the end of the day, it doesn't stop anyone. Right. Mm -mm. You know, if you want literally to make it happen, I mean, you can be good in school, you can get a scholarship, you can stuff, you can work on the side. There's things, but, but you can't let that be your determinant or your, your like, you know, excuse. And again, I just wanted to, to highlight that today because, you know, for people that may have similar situations. And, and by the way, a lot of people do have that. This is not, you know, only the few <laughs> and, and the lucky ones have a better situation from the get-go. Many start with, with the zero point or very little 
to get around. A lot of people come from all over the world, you know, to to get for a better opportunity here or go somewhere else in the world to just to, to because they cannot have better opportunities, whatever they are. And that happens also in the States. But that should not be a hurdle. It may be difficult. It may be a little harder than, than if you had the means immediately to get you going and maybe get into better schools, whatever. But if you have the determination and you have the will and the drive, I think you can still do it. And yes. it has been done. It has been proven. You're an example. But but a lot of people may not tell people that that was their condition. But you didn't care you because you're proud <laughs> of who you are. And and that's important. Again, that's 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 you're, we're not we don't select who we are when we are born. We don't select our families. We don't select our environment. Some people get lucky by being born in a royalty family, and some people are just in the opposite side of it. Doesn't mean anything. It just means that, you know, and believe me, we've seen people with a lot of money lose all of it, and people with zero money become billionaires, right? That happens, again, in life. So understanding those are the rules, understanding that everyone has an opportunity, and we do have potential choices to change that opportunity. Again, I'm not saying it's easy, folks, but it is done. It is possible. It has been successfully demonstrated by many, many, many people over and over. So again, just a quick message. We try to to take some stuff, you know, from our discussions and just reemphasize on some realities that that can help us by listening to this, by potentially just being reminded that I can do it. You probably can, and you will. And that's that's just just that simple. So. That was it. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, I hope I, uh, I drove that home. But, but so Annie, you chose to really do something passionate that that you are passionate about. Mm-hmm. You, you help, you, you, you help people with their wellness and health. You help people and guide them, right? That's your question. I don't love what you said about coaching then, coaching now. It's become more acceptable you can talk to a coach and people I think because they didn't believe that they needed somebody's help. If it was not a doctor, they didn't need someone that didn't have that certification or that, that specialty, but they don't realize that, you know, people that have gone through potentially difficult times sometimes can be the better coach because they have that. There's different expertise or degrees of certification that give people the expertise to be able to guide people and help them such as yours. So, so let's talk about that transition. That was your passion. You went for it. You did it. And then you went, I mean, I know you talked about money. Was there money, a money drive there? Or it was just, you know, I don't care. I want to do it because I love it. Um, I think both sides. One was I'm doing this no matter what, which is why I was okay with it being a part-time thing. Because of, that's why I was like, all right, no, I'm going to have a steady career. And you'll just make money there and be fine. And then whatever coaching happens is whatever happens because you won't need that money. So when I went into it, I was like, I just want to help. I just want to see what's happening. And then it came to a point where it was, but it's healthy to want money and to want to help people because what you're teaching other people is that it's healthy to want money. And um, not that I work with every client about finances, but some of them, that is their main challenge. So we talk about mindset and the idea of scarcity and how that is going to affect every area of their life or even the um, let's play the long game together. Do you need a part time job with your full time job right now? That's okay. You're playing the long game. Um, And I don't know if I should keep going on with examples, but 
just the idea um I forgot where I was even starting. <laughs> what was that with, with you making that leap, uh, you know, oh. for, for, for your passion rather than for the money? And I, I personally believe if you follow your passion, the money will follow. Yeah. yeah. Because, because you're going to make it lucrative because you're going to enjoy it and you're going to do good with it. And you're right. You can complement it if that's what's going to drive it until you get to that healthy financial point. Because, again, the finances are important. They're part of life, but they're not the main thing it, i i mean i started making this this new joke about the tgims right as opposed to tgifs <laughs> you know like what you do if you are really doing what you love every monday is a beautiful day if you don't monday sucks <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. so we, we want to get everyone to have tgims every day so every day is a TGIM for you, and then life becomes peachy. And that is going to be the ultimate target for many of us because that's really the ultimate goal. You know, many people think, I want to work to make money. But really, we don't want to work and make money. We want to have a lot of money so we can have a better life and do other things with that money. And so therefore, the end game is not really the money, is the outcome of what the money is going to help you with. But is money everything? Probably not. It's not. I mean, it's never going to, you know, uh, fulfill everything. People mm -hmm. have money and they have voids. Yeah, totally. And I, I like that you brought that up. I think it's the, it's the book, the 10 X rule. I cannot think of what that man's name is. I've read it like three times, which is just the worst that I can't think James is his first name. I can't remember, but it's 10 X. He's very intense. This author is super intense. <laughs> But I like it. I like that he's like aggressive and intense, very masculine selling. But one of the things he says is he's very, you know, he's very confident and open about talking about money. And he says, and people will tell me like, yeah, but money's not everything. And what he says is, yeah, I never said it was everything. I just said it was important. And so I feel like a lot of people, the first thing they say back when someone talks about like their want for money or their plans for money, they're like, yeah, but money's not everything. But did I just say money is everything in my world and I need this or else like nothing else will make me happy. So I liked that he talked about that because it's that idea of like, it's not all or nothing. Oh, maybe that's not the best phrase for it, but. You're, you're right. It's not all or nothing. I mean, it, it, there is, it's, 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 a, there is gotta be balanced. You know, you can have it all. And, and sometimes there is no such thing as, have it all i don't think there is you know because you know, everyone's control, all is different like yeah well that's that's really it i mean you, your life has many things but the first things the first things that you have to have is your basics you know and the basics is you're not happy right nothing else matters i, I don't care the money in the world cannot make you happy if you have health issues or you have family problems and stuff money cannot buy you any otherwise you can buy you uh, temporary pleasures, right? To just compensate, but it's not going to resolve the issue for you. It's that's the thing. Like you said, you talked to, you used the word mindset. And if your mindset yeah. is off, it doesn't matter how much you have money. You, you, you're not going to, you're always going to spend it the wrong way. And, and, and many people had, you know, we've seen people go through great career well, great opportunities and they, they get money, but then they destroy that money. I mean, if you look at, for example, Shaquille O'Neal, right? Great example. And I think I, I watched him talk about something once and he had stated that he he was about to lose money, 
but then he was guided correctly and then he started investing if i'm not mistaken i think that that's kind of like the story and then he is i don't know if he's a billionaire yet but i think he's up there <laughs> he he's wow. got multiple businesses he's got you know and he's invested in a lot of things because it was not about just spending money on your entourage. It's about taking that money and reinvesting it and reinvesting and, and, and being in, in a lot of places. Then then the money is there. And, you know, as opposed to like some people can can get to that like fame with some startup money, but then they'll just spend it immediately and then be in debt, you know, for the rest of their life and like nothing happened. Because money is, is very hard to bring about, but it's very easy to spend. You know, if you tell someone... Yeah. Can you spend a billion dollars in a day? You can literally spend a billion dollars in a day. It sounds a lot, but you, you buy a few planes, a few boats. An <laughs> you know, island. Few, an island, then it's done, right? It, it, I mean, literally, three transactions can actually get done, right? So it's it sounded like, you know, a billion dollars. Oh, give me that money. I, I'll take my life. Yes, an average person will, will probably never spend a billion dollars in their life because they know how to manage it. But if you want to go extravagant, you can. And so, so, but again, what's the point? If you spend it all in one day. And tomorrow you're sick and you have none. There, there you go. It's like you're, you're square one. So, so you, we have to be careful about that. So it's not always about the money, but it's about the end results, so that by the passion. And, and you pursue the passion. And you, not only you pursue it, you are helping people, converting them to a better life, to having a better quality of life. Because that's the other thing. You're helping their wellness, their mental state. I mean, and by the way, you know, being well has to do with a lot of things. And mindset, entourage, environment, understanding your finances, how to operate in your daily life. Your fitness can be part of it. Your food can be part of it. You know, right. everything. So let's talk about that. Like in your work, how do you, I mean, what is your process with your your clients and, and, and what some of the things that you would tell people to potentially avoid <laughs> if, if you can? Um, definitely we go over values. It's something that I have them identify, if not in the first meeting, by the second and have them address that because some, you know, it's not as if the word values is a foreign word. People are like, oh, OK, yeah, I values. But what are they? Because some people don't value this the same thing. They're just it's just not the same. So um, and and then the next step is compare what your life is like to your values. So. For example, if one of your values is loyalty, but you're with a partner who continuously cheats on you and you work under a boss who constantly takes um, credit for your work and you're wondering, why am I so unhappy? Why do I feel depressed or mad all the time? Why am I like unable to have a bond with my partner? You're, you're actively against one of your values. You'll never be happy because you're not aligned with your values. So either your values are going to have to switch it up or you're going to have to make a different decision or you're going to stay in victim mode. Those are the only solutions. And I say that a lot kinder, but I am pretty upfront with clients as well to just say in the most loving way, you are your own problem. And the fantastic news is you are also your solution. So. I like to pretty much say that in the beginning as well of like, listen, I'll be your biggest cheerleader. I am here for you. At, at this point, I've coached between five to 600 clients. I'm so down for their success. I'm so down to teach things that have worked for others. Um, 
But the first step again is like, what are your values? And also giving them the reality check of like, you're the problem in this situation. Now let's talk about solutions. <laughs> well, that's a tough one, right? Well, we, you know, so, so, but, but, but let's talk about that, right? So, so, you know, people have challenges. Yeah. And, and I think, I think one of is we all think that we are right at all times. At least, at least I think we all have some level of that, right? You yeah. know, self-righteousness. We all think that we know it all. I mean, listen, I, I would say I'm guilty of charge to a degree. I mean, I try to get a reality check every now and then, but sometimes, you know, you get in, into like this, this yeah, the ego. moment. Yeah. The ego and you think yeah. that is that. And then unless, unless, but that's it. That I practice that, that self-talk like, Hey dude, you know, what's up? You know, and sometimes you're like, did I do it right? You know? So, but that, that, that doesn't mean that everybody's doing it, but again, it's not about me, but the idea is that we have this problem as humans. We do have that personal, you know, touch that is, we believe in ourselves, but sometimes in the wrong way. <laughs> so, 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 so what are some of the challenges that you have encountered with some of your customers and clients? Uh, without, I mean, just, just general stuff. Definitely confidence. That's a big one. It's a big thing that people suffer with. And because of the lack of confidence, it bleeds into all the areas. So like their relationship or work, um, their physical health, their finances, it just bleeds into all these areas. Another thing um, is communication. And that's also personal or professional communication of just, uh, especially for the introverts. I just like, it doesn't even natural, it doesn't come naturally to me to talk in a meeting where I'm like, I have a question. And then everyone whispers to me, I'm so glad you asked. I was too scared to ask. Right. Or they're like, does anyone want to come up and present? I'm like, I'll present. Well, other people are like hiding underneath the desk, but, but they're brilliant people that deserve to share their knowledge and ask their questions. So the idea of building confidence, so you can ask questions in meetings. So you can share with your colleagues, all this amazing information you have. Um, for my male clients, sometimes it's communication with our partners with their bosses as well, right? Especially if their bosses are female, they're like, please get, let me be better at communicating with her. Um, but males trying to understand their wives, especially when they have children. Confidence is a big deal. I mean, you know, but how do you build confidence? That, that's <laughs> that, That's got to be, that's a tough one because, I mean, you have it's it takes a lot of energy it takes a lot of you making the effort yeah i um well number one i would i ask them like was there ever a time in your life where you were confident so that is to give it a comparison so for example maybe they were confident before the year they were laid off like they were confident all up to the the day and hour that they were laid off from this big job that they like really worked hard to stay and they thought their team was doing good and they and their whole team got cut. And now it's a year later and their confidence is still sh shook. Then there's other people who have never had confidence, right? So I just want to know where we're starting from. Like, is there something that triggered this lack of confidence? Is it sometimes it's just as people get over it, the lack of confidence, like life hits you down multiple times and you're just like, Either does this get easier or what's going on here? Um, but I have them do practical exercises. 
So the first exercise is writing down all your achievements. And achievements can be from earning a degree to saying hi to someone in a coffee shop when usually you would look down at your phone the whole time. Like whatever achievement it is, asking a question in a meeting when you normally would never. Um, picking up the phone with a phone call when normally you would never answer the phone and you would just send a text. So little, little things, whatever that. Um, the next one is writing down all your compliments. So I recommend keeping that in a running note in, in your phone. Um, and some people may say, I've never gotten a compliment, right? Because if you're feeling low, <laughs> you don't have the confidence to remember these confident, being told you're confident. Um, and if that's the case, I ask them to ask their family, friends, coworkers, or boss. So it wouldn't be so much that they would say, can you give me a compliment? It could be, um, hey, what am I doing well? Uh, or um, what is what is something, what's a skill that you think I have? Or what's your favorite memory of me? So and you're building this list. So at a moment that you're not feeling great, you look at it and you're like, oh my gosh, all of Yes, I had this bad conversation with my boss, but look at this list of all these amazing things I've done. And I have a list of people who love me and support me and they are, and here's measurable, valid answers. So I think that really helps people, especially my analytical clients, like my engineers, like they need to see evidence that this is, <laughs> this is the real deal. Also, Annie, I mean, does not start with believing in someone's self i mean in yourself i mean right it, in order for you to be confident the first thing rule i guess it starts with you just knowing who you are and being aware of who you are and not worrying i think that's the problem because when we worry about everybody else's opinion about ourselves mm. that's when we lose the confidence because now we're we're not meeting everybody's expectation but if i'm confident i don't care what people think about me right and 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 that's i think that's really the dividing you know element between someone who feels the confidence and someone who may lack you know the expression of confidence because i think they have it they just cannot express it uh, because they're shy and because they're not clear about whether they can i mean here's the thing i love what you said about raising your hand you know sometimes i've i've been in places where like i sit back and i watch and no one you know dares and then you know okay i'll i'll take it i mean <laughs> you know but 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 like you know sometimes that's what it sometimes you know you just sit back and it's not that you're not confident you just you don't want to be that that making too much noise right so it depends on on the situation but you have to know that you have what it takes in anything that you do in life and but that's 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 not easy it takes a lot of work i think because you have to be i guess having a constant discussion with yourself <laughs> you know I, I don't know if people are doing that i mean i i'm not sure if everyone watching and listening is taking the time to to have these rehearsals you know with themselves and, you know, like, because I, I do this exercise personally, like I'm always asking, like, what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? Is it my fault? Could I have done it differently? And I ask these questions at the minute that I see something like, you know, any outcomes, I'm like, you know, what could I have done better? And then, then, but that doesn't take away from my level of, you know, how I feel about myself. It just, you know, guides me to tweak things to be better at things. But, but that's the thing. So it starts with like, you know, I, long time ago, I learned to do one thing. I don't care what people think. <laughs> <laughs> you know you know you don't you can call me whatever you want it's not going to face me now when i started as a kid i mean I, I was bullied people you know looked down at me and all that stuff then that kind of reinforced my character that you know what 
that was all fluff. And you know what? I was the one that got better. I was the one that did things. And you know what? That didn't stop me. And so I realized that nothing can phase you. And and then I use another tool. And again, I'm just sharing with you. But really with our audiences, what you said, Annie, is is powerful because that's the big thing. If you can get to the point where you're so confident about anything. And by the way, you can be overconfident and that may be sometimes negative, but that's okay. Because, you know, you'll fail some and you, and well, Again, failure to me is not a word that I try to use. I, you know, you'll you'll experience failure, which is basically learning different things, you know, uh, what not to do if you want to call it that way. But the idea is that it's okay. But we need to be able to to have that level of belief. And then the rest will happen. Uh, in your work, do you find that people, the ones that have this lack of confidence, have difficulty believing in themselves? Yeah, I think so. I think they, I think they are, um, most people are too scared to even set the goal, especially if they've tried setting the goal and haven't accomplished it in the past. So for example, like working out is a super common one. So like, yeah, I started three days a week and I did good for two months and then I stopped and I do, this happens to me every January or this happens to me every summer. So they don't even want to say the goals out loud anymore because they're so embarrassed about their past failures or uh, the meditation goal or the walking goal or um, those are just some common ones. People who want to write a book, their writing goals. So I think also that's why they're somewhat scared to sign up with a coach because now someone's going to keep them accountable. Word accountable. Like we talked about this, remember? <laughs> But Annie, so now you're talking about, I think the real issue is accountability. Yeah. People, and this has been my experience, people are always shy away from responsibility. Uh, especially, in, you see in the corporate world, like decision, many people choose not to be the ones making decisions because they don't want to be, because the fear is like, well, who made that call? He did. He did. So no one wants to be that one that's being the pointed what? at. As opposed to like, you know, if you become a leader, right? And by the way, this is not, we're not talking about being a CEO. This is just like being a leader in person. You know, is that, that you, you make a judgment based on a set of, you know, ideas or set of, of, of information. And then you make a move, you make a decision, you make a, you know, a, a, a play. That's it. It works. It, it's great. It doesn't. Why not? You know, at least you tried. But it beats not doing. But, but accountability is a big word. And I think that's another issue that I, I see in, in a lot of folks that they just are afraid to be responsible, to take accountability for the actions, or to even make a call or decision. Because to your point, if I decide to go to the gym seven days and I'm not going to do it, that's a problem. Well, you see, is it really a problem? So what? You don't go seven, you go six. You don't go six, you go five. But you just keep the next day, the next week, you do more. If, if, you, if they understand that, then they take accountability to this week. I'm going to be a little weaker, but next week I'm going to do better. And then, but see, when you do that, you give up. When you stop, you give up. And when you give up, it takes you back a few steps. And then you're just like, that's when you lose the confidence. That's when you start like, it didn't work. But it didn't work because you gave up because you stopped. And that's right. the thing. If you're in it, you will win it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it's it's. I mean, that's just my my philosophy. But but it's really 
amazing that you're coaching people and, and those are like the key specific elements that you were able when i asked you those like your first ones that came up and they are the ones that are i think shared by almost everyone this planet you know yeah whether we believe in ourselves we're we're confident enough and whether we are willing to set goals and stick to them and being responsible and those are all things that when i've talked to quite a few coaches and and and, and folks that are like expert in this and these themes keep keep coming on the discussion all the time and are they difficult not to a degree, but can they be difficult for someone? Sure. And that's that's really the reality of things. So, Annie, um, live work balance. <laughs> that's that that has to be one of the biggest challenges that people are always facing. You talked about in the confidence, you mentioned the the element of, you know, guys not able to potentially communicate with their spouses or significant others, you know, or bosses. But but really, you know, that's live, you know, everywhere. Whole, if everywhere, but also, you know, we work, we have to do certain things. That that really becomes very, I guess, entangled, and it becomes a more difficult task for a lot of people. It's not easy. Mm. What is your experience with that with this particular dilemma? Oh yeah, this is this is like pretty much every one of my clients that has a job work-life balance is something that's always brought up. Uh, and actually back to this idea of mindset, one of the first things I teach them when when that topic is brought up is, all right, we're going to do a mindset shift with verbiage. We are taking the word balance out and we're adding the word harmony. Because when people think balance, they think 50-50. But if we were to take a percentage of your day or of your week, life, whatever, do we want to spend 50% of our time working? I know I don't. I don't want to spend 50% of my life working. I love what I do, but that doesn't mean that I want to be um, not with family and friends or not have downtime, right? So getting clear on to people of what are your thoughts on using the word harmony as opposed to balance? And if we do use balance, do you want a 50-50? So with these like hundreds of clients that I've worked with, I can think of two who said, oh yeah, I want 50-50 or more. And these are people both that had zero family members and also no friends. And and they just flat out said, I'd, I'm okay with 50-50, if not more work. Everyone else, so hundreds of other people were like, no, why are you kidding me? And I'm like, okay, well, don't shoot the messenger. I'm just sharing what the word balance means, essentially. Like, <laughs> um, And then we find out how can you make this life harmonious? So I really like measurable things because I think it helps people. So I'll say, what percentage of your day do you want to spend by yourself? What percentage of the day do you want to spend on your physical health? And it might be different each day. Some people, my clients will want like 5% of their day to be spiritual, while other clients are like, we're not even, we don't even talk about spirituality. It's not, they don't care that it's not their focus, at least right now on their journey. So their pie is different than, than another's. It's amazing. Like, listen to you, like how you have different spectrums, but, but you have, you have the two extremes, but, but the majority falls in that, that, that middle ground where they all kind of juggling the same and I, I you know you i love when you said 50 50 because in essence 
I mean, think about it. The average work hours are like 40 a week, right? Or eight hours a day, uh, give mm-hmm. and take commute. Then you, the rest is food and this and that. And then you sleep about eight. So really, <laughs> you know, it's 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 already like, you know, taking over. To, if you do 50-50, I mean, you have no life. I mean, I'm sorry, but it's really, that's what it is. Because you're going to be sleeping, you know, another, you know, 30% or 40% of your day. And that's all there is. So life is going to go by. And before, and that's the other thing, depends on the age. I think that's that kind of make a big difference. Someone who's younger will probably think they have eternal time. Someone who gets a little bit, you know, in the ages will actually value the time differently. And that's actually mm-hmm. true. Um, I, I can speak to it because every decade in my life so far had had a different, you know, meaning in, in, in a way and time meant differently. Uh, you know, you get to a certain point where really every minute, so I don't have time for BS. I don't have time for nonsense. I don't have time for anything because I know there's only a few years that will be available to me as as best health or whatever you can have. And so there's a point where you don't see time as relevant, but there is a ticker when you get to a, a point where literally it, it is, it is amazing. I never thought about it until I got to a certain point and then like it became a, a real thing. It's like, common with parents too. Like once you have kids, things change. Your timing change. You're does selfish or you're not. It's not really like that. But you know what I mean? Like it's either now your life is different because you have a child and you're going to care for your child or you're going to continue acting like a person with no kid. So most you people- bal- just, You can balance it out. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. most people are like, okay, it's time to- Life Sacrifice. will be a little different. And- yeah. I really liked how you talked about timing because yeah, life's going to be different when it's an infant, but then they're going to go to school. So it's going to be a little different, but they're still after school things and then they're going to drive. And then, so then the pie also changes for a parent. It does. And, and, and every single period of our lives, we go through different changes. You know, the best, probably the best times we have is when we are kids because we don't care about the world. <laughs> you yeah, know, I, I, totally. I, I, those days when I, I remember when I was a kid, there was no responsibility. You just had fun. At least, at least in my days, that's what it was. We didn't have, you know, I mean, the closest game we had was Atari, but that's it. <laughs> you know, we had very little, we had very little time on TV. It was all playground outside and do all activities, right? So we we just played and had fun, and we went to school. Then vacation time, it was it. Then you go to college. It's a it's a different level of fun. Now we talk about mature fun. It's all the the college life, right? And you go through that. That's fine. Then you go into the corporate world. The first couple of years, it's all awesome. You know, you wanna you have a career path, and you're gonna do. And we sacrifice a lot, and we don't realize how much we sacrifice that. Because I can tell you, I used to work seven days a week. You know, uh, because yeah, I wanted to get to the, I was, totally. I was going, I was going, you know, this, I wanted to go to the next level, the next level, the next level. And the only way to do it is to really prove yourself. At least that's what I thought <laughs> the idea was. And, you know, you do more and you do more. So the powers that be can, can see you and they give you that next shot. And then eventually realize that still doesn't work because, you know, it doesn't matter what you do. Some of these companies that it's relevant to them, you know, you're just another, you know, player leather another peon whatever on, on on the chessboard that they move and so that's all there is and so and it changes then you have kids then life becomes a whole different story because now you're responsible and that keeps changing 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 but time mm-hmm. is the only thing you you're running out of and it's not going to come back and if you don't enjoy your life and I, I was talking to my wife the other day uh she had a discussion with someone and literally they they were sharing with her the story of a friend 
who was planning that he had six months to retire and he was ready to do all this grandiose stuff and travel the world. He died about a week later from making these statements. And and that's that's a constant reminder that comes to my mind because I had a similar story in my life where I met, I was at a, at a company and I had this, this person I worked with, their father retired today, died the next day. And so, so, so understanding that that's the problem with life, you know, first, we don't know where we go, even if you live that long, but if you just work, 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 you know, maybe you were not even happy doing the work you're doing it because you got to pay the bills and stuff. Right. But you had no time for yourself or your health talking about how much time that would look like for you, your gym time, your wellness time, your fitness, your mental health, you know, you know, breaks and all this stuff is important. I mean, you want a vacation, not because you want a vacation because you want to like decompress. This mm-hmm. world is stressful. Now, now that, that actually getting me into the discussion of stress management. I know you okay. do some of that. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that that's a big deal. I think we're all stressed. It's it's I don't think someone is watching right now listening doesn't have a level of stress in their life. If they do, please send me an email. I'd like to have you on the show. We can have right. Who has that answer? Totally. We, we want to have you as giving us the guidance because I can tell you the world is very difficult to to, to navigate, and stress is real. It's real. It's as real as as life and death. Right. So 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 how do you help people with that? Um, well, getting clear on where exactly their stress is. So similar to always working on values, I teach them about the wellness wheel. Um, and actually how I explain it is it's like a pizza and there's different slices. So it would be physical health or finance or environment relationships. And I have them rate each, each slice one to 10. One is wow, this is bad. And 10 is, this is optimal. Life is good. I don't need to change a single thing. Um, because sometimes what happens is it depends on where you are in your journey, but sometimes I'm sure you've met these people or even been one yourself at some point of my whole life's in shambles. I have nothing going for me. I am, oh, I, um, you know, are, is there anywhere decent? Nope. I'm zeros everywhere. But then they do the exercise and they're like, Actually, I have a really good support system. I do hate my job and I am significantly overweight. And, but you know what? Like I can pay rent and I have a great support system. So it's like, okay, well, what area is um, causing you the most pain? My physical health. Let's talk about your physical health. But allowing for that um, clarity before even picking one thing, because, um, you know, Coaches are different. All coaches are different, but I have them focus on one thing at a time. Well, well, you know, it's funny because what you described there is the reality of all of us, correct? I mean, (laughs) we all have at any given point, you know, different things, some up, some down. But the differentiator is what you just did in that exercise is showing them visually that they didn't have it all wrong. They had some good stuff in there. Which means now the mindset has to play. This is where you look at positive versus negative. And mm-hmm. then your stress levels will dissipate very easily. Because because if you expect that everything's going to be peachy, that would be wrong. There is no such thing as a, a peachy life. It's going right. to be a lot of nonsense, you know, and ups and downs. But how, you know, how often, you know, do you look at just the bad versus the good? And there's always good in every situation. If you change your mind or you shift your mindset to always look at what's positive in every single scenario in life, 
then mm -hmm. that probably becomes a lot more, you know, fives and six and sevens and eights and nines and tens versus ones and zero, you know, and, and that's really, because once you do that, now talking about confidence, talking about getting, you know, a little bit of belief, you know, you start getting hope and then, then you start like, you know, you have the willingness to make a move. Otherwise you're completely off. And then that's when you have like bad thoughts, you know, maybe even suicidal thoughts because like my life is, is got nothing. I'm, I'm worthless. Or, and then you get all that negative thought, you know, talk to you, to yourself. And that's when it becomes bad. But really it, what you said really is you're giving people a visual that they're not doing themselves. Just like you said, you have the right goals. Now they can start seeing like, you know, what really part of their life is really working or not. They might think one thing, but then like, oh, all right. The math doesn't really add up the way I thought. <laughs> right. And yes. that, that's really, but visualizing stuff is like half of the game, right? You know, uh, if you don't see stuff out of sight of the mind, as they say, you're not going to, you know, you got to put it in front of you and then start analyzing it. You do that with them. You change their lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's very exciting watching people get clarity. And, and I think you used such a good word. It's hopefulness. When you share your goals with someone and someone's like, okay, um, let's talk about the top goal. Now let's talk action steps. You're giving them hope of action steps. Okay. We're talking realistic things. And also um, sometimes reining them in of it. You don't have to go balls to the walls. Let's not do the gym seven days a week. Let's not set that goal. Right. Cause that's going to stress you. How about we start with two days a week? And if that's very upsetting to even like think of that, why don't we start with one day a week walking around your neighborhood for 10 minutes? Because I think when people think goals, they're like seven days a week for 70 minutes in the gym. And I'm going to like get the like most expensive gym in the area because then I'll want to go. And this time will be different. But it's like, but it doesn't have to be all or nothing. This is behavior changes. You didn't get... 55 pounds overweight overnight. Let's talk about how we're going to like any forward movement is forward movement. We're just trying not to go backwards. I love it. I mean, it, it, you're really hitting on, on, I, I thrive in these things. I mean, I love that because you're right. I mean, it's exciting to like, Oh, I want to go to the best gym, spend as much money because I commit. Right. But even if you did, you're going to probably either start financially feeling it or you just, your body's going to get a toll and then you're not going to be, you know, healthy. And then you're gonna be like, oh, I'm, I can't do this anymore. And then you give up. But I love what you said. Slowly, slowly forward, slowly forward. One step, two steps, three steps. Before you know it, you're like, you're running. That's it. Before you know it, you're just sprinting. But, but if you do it the other way, you're probably just going to lose it. You know, again, that's what happens. We say life is, is a marathon, not a sprint. You sprint and you're done, right? You marathon it, you know, you're going to have a lot of stamina and you can probably, you know, endure and go through. And, and that's a big, you know, difference in terms of how people operate. But again, this talk show right now is is audiovisual. So people are listening to it and we're, you're bringing stuff that probably people have heard before. The problem is we hear it sometimes, we know about it, but we don't apply it or we don't structure it in a way. And it's very simple. You can hear about it, but if you're not able to structure it, that's why we have you. You go to a coach to help you and guide you to to maneuver through it. Because that, that's the other thing. Not everybody can do it on their own. Just factual. Some people, they just cannot do it on themselves, with themselves and alone. They need someone to be there next to them to to be like a checker. You know, like, hey, up, oh, check, check. Are you doing this? No, mm -mm, you got to do this. We, we yeah. like 
we're like children, you know, at any given time of our lives, we, when children are young, right, we give them guidance, right? You're there for them. Well, you know, there's, there's, there's one thing about reality of humans that we always going to need someone sometimes to guide us. And as, as you know, even the best leaders in the world, they still need some guidance, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you, you just can't do it alone. That's we're, we're not a solo act humans. We have to have, you know, environment and guidance from other people and suggestions and, and, and yes, it's okay to get help. And I, that, that, that's actually the biggest thing that, that sometimes people don't utilize well is help. I mean, Even you, for it. Yeah. Well, uh, asking for help is very, I, again, talked about ego earlier and, and sometimes you're just like, well, I, I got this, but do you? <laughs> you mm -hmm. know if it, if it's not working or you're feeling that you know i mean you can ask what's the worst that can happen nothing you know and if you commit to a coaching program such as yours you know you're only going to benefit from it and and you do have i'm sure you do have all the not only have the qualifications but you have the parameters and 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 the real testimonials to prove that you can help them and change them and and that's really what it is sometimes people are just afraid to to commit to those things because they're afraid that you know, now I have to really apply. <laughs> right. Now I have to actually do the work, right? That's mm -hmm. exactly it. Well, that's it. Mm -hmm. People have to work. <laughs> yeah. And something that you use the word simple. And I think that's um, one of my coaches taught me it. And it's the idea that simple and easy are two different words. A lot of this is simple, but it's not easy, which is why a lot of people don't do it. So, um, I, and also I think that's a great thing. Why are we making it so complex? Some of these, um, self-development books, I read all of them, right? I read all of them. I love all of them, but some of them I read it. I'm like the everyday person has no idea what you're saying. They're not going to be able to grasp this because you're talking so out there. Like this should be a textbook. This shouldn't be like this is going to confuse people about development. Why are we making it so complex when there are many simple things that we can do for the everyday person who doesn't want to start studying psychology and philosophy and sociology, you know, who just wants. Yeah. Well, I mean, the common folk, right? That, that's, that may be good for a group of people that actually are learning to be maybe therapists, coaches, stuff. but the common person, they just want to lay more of them and just give me some terms that I can understand basic. Yeah. But I love what you the difference the difference between simple and easy. You know, simple is just that it's not complicated, but mm -hmm. it can still be difficult to do. It's not like it's going to be like, hey, it just you know walk in the park. This is going to be challenges, but there'll be simple challenges at a time. Uh, mm -hmm. It is again. I mean, the mind is is powerful. But 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 you have to have also the, the spirit and the actual gut to actually do certain things to align with, with your mind and, and have the drive. And I think that's really sometimes where people are just challenged about, you know, they just don't want to get into that whole mix of, you know, I need because what is your program like? I mean, it's a few weeks, right? At least. Mm -hmm. so yeah. I, commitment. It's a commitment. And that's the point. I, I do. I do have VIP days. But that's like a power day. Like we are talking about stress and time management. You are leaving with a success map. Um, these are for people who are like busy professionals where they say, I don't have time for a six week program. Are you kidding me? My problem is I don't have time. Right. So we can do a VIP day where I essentially teach them you do have time. But um, it, 
and you know just meeting a person where they're at and then other people are like oh no we um it's a six-week program like there's a lot of hand-holding fantastic i can text you we're gonna do video sessions like um you do cool there's resources in between sessions like you're gonna ask me questions we're gonna go over more than one goal there that's very attractive to them they're like i want hand-holding how much handhold like and i get it i love that stuff i i love simplicity i pay a lot of money for people to tell me what to do like that's why i got coaches that's why i went to school i, I love your system because you actually do do have flexibility between all types of, of of potential clients and you do have different programs that suit everybody's needs and that's that's you know awesome because now you can you know, gauge what the need is. Like you said, if someone wants an expedited course, you know, and they want straight one, two, three bullets to get, you know, done, you can do that one day done. But, but someone who needs that slow, but you know, slowly, but surely process, you have that too. And you have the flexibility. I'm assuming you do this all, you know, uh, online or virtual. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everything. Virtual. Which so, is that opens up to the world for you. Yeah. And I love that because like, like, I love when I get on with East Coast people because I yeah. totally get them. And then when I'm on West Coast, I'm like, yeah, I get you because I'm here. I've been here for like seven or eight years, but it's just fun. It's fun talking to people. I've had some international clients too, but something I always say is like people are people are people are people. It doesn't really matter your age or your sex or where you're located. Like we all have these core emotions and feelings and behaviors. Um. I mean, to that, yeah. I think if we all if we all grasp that well, we will get along well, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, well, so 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 Annie, I mean, we've we've covered a lot in 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 just a matter of time. I mean, the hour yeah. flew, but we we're not done yet. So so now the book. Now this is an interesting <laughs> book. <laughs> Try to so, get it in. There. All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> shit. I, uh, <laughs> all right. Let me let me. Shit. I wish I knew. In high school. Okay. Well, so so that's a powerful book because if you know i mean i think my daughter needs to read that <laughs> yeah. yeah you know and my son both of them actually they should but but here's the thing so it's really shit that we should have known in high school right and and, and a lot of stuff today i mean listen i mean every i guess generation had different experience in high school some similar but but it evolved over the day, the decades. I mean, today teenagers are different from in my in my era time, right? I mean, I'm Gen X. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming you're a millennial. Did I'm I a millennial. Yeah. Yeah. So so I mean, everybody is you know, it's gone through a different process in terms of their teenage days and and high school days. But you're right. Things that we could have learned at the time, right? Mm -hmm. So with the book itself, am I getting the core of the book correctly? Things that we've missed that we could have done differently? Yeah, that's that's exactly it. It's, I mean, you could probably read it in an hour and a half. It's just, it's literally like, um, like tips. Like a lot of them don't even take up a full page. And I wrote it for my sisters. My sisters are twins and I'm 12 years older. And when they became freshmen in high school, I wrote them this book. And I just gave it to them. It wasn't, it was, I didn't share it with anyone, just them. And then earlier this year, I reached out to them and I was like, do you guys mind if I publish it? Like for more people, I'll take out, cause I would do inside jokes with them and write 
some more uh, personal things. And I was like, I'm going to edit it. Like, it won't be like the sister version, but it, I am going to use some of the main principles. And they're like, do it, do it up. Um, so there is cursing, like there's cursing in this book, but I wrote it as if talking to high schoolers and for whatever reason, some parents are in the illusion that most high schoolers don't curse. And they're like, my kid doesn't. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, maybe not in front of you. Like I didn't curse in front of my parents. We were a strict Catholic home. I did not curse at home. But once I learned about curse words, I was like, this makes people gasp. Like I'm definitely going to do this for attention. Like once I learned <laughs> that people, how they feel about curse words, but I mean, anyway, I wanted it to be down to earth. I share personal stories. I get real. I talk about physical health, self-development, friendships, relationships. It's it's mostly geared towards women or girls, right? Um, but there's so much that applies to men too. Agreed. I mean, but but really it's I I like the concept because it's real. You know, you can't fluff things up that are you, you can't I I don't I don't tolerate curse in my home, but I can tell you my son is playing with his friends and every now and then I catch him, you know, you know, throwing all the, 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 the letters out, you know, every letter, you know, I mean, you know, and I walk in, was like, dude, what's up? You know, don't do and, that. Right? <laughs> you know, and he looks at me like, okay. And then here comes another hour and then he throws another bomb, you know, I'm like, dude, <laughs> but, 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 you know, like as they grow older, it becomes very difficult to just stop them. Like when they were younger, like, you can't do that. And they, they accept it, but they get, because it's not about them. It's the entourage. I mean, you're not cool. If the other guys are throwing those things and you're not responding in like, that's a problem. So, so I get it, you know, and, and again, it's true. Like these kids, you know, today in high school, they probably know more than I know. <laughs> I mean, my, my kids did tell me like, dude, dad, where are you living? I mean, it's a whole new world right out there. And, 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 and it's truly high school today. I don't think it's the same where you were there when I went there. Uh, it's it's completely like, you know, the stuff I hear from my kids, I'm like, what? This is happening in high school? It, it's just nuts. I mean, uh, stories like unbelievable from teenage pregnancies or like early, like middle school pregnancies. Forget about teenage. You know, I mean, I mean, people having crazy relationships, you know, live in, 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 in different places in the school. I mean, it's just things I've that you probably see in the movies. It's happening and it's, you know, drugs and, you know, all kind of stuff. I mean, the attitude towards teachers now with, with the, the crime, you know, at, you know, the, or, or the, the, the school shootings and all the stuff that's happening. It's, it's really devastating. I mean, our, our system is just going, I mean, I don't know where it's heading, but it's not heading well, <laughs> whatever heading is, is, is drowning. It's bad. I mean, uh, but, but I, I, I want to thank you for, for putting something to potentially guide people you know, as to the things that could have been different, or at least, you know, maybe they, they could avoid whatever the case may be, but, but it's, it's an awareness book. Am I getting that right? Definitely. Definitely. And I've had a lot of adults read it and they're like, number one, I wish I knew this shit in high school. It's <laughs> 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 usually the first thing. And then they're like, I think all kids should read this. I think, I mean, truly as long as the parents aren't going to totally cringe at curse words, but I think this could change kids' lives. I think this book could change kids' lives of just, especially if you don't have siblings, 
because siblings, you know, whether we like it or not, they teach us a lot if we're if they're older than us sometimes. Oh, so. yeah. I mean, they, there's someone to share with you. But but, you know, listen, here is I, I don't care what they have those rated on TV on, on, on those movies. But, <laughs> I mean, once you're a teenager, you're not doing PG-13. Everything is beyond that. And, and there is curse words. There is all kind of stuff. So it's not like it's a secret. They know the stuff. <laughs> you know, for, for years, I thought that my kids were like, you know, they didn't know what the F-bomb was or any of the stuff. And all of a sudden, like, they, they're they throwing more words than I know. <laughs> I'm like, I know. And I'm like hell? looking up an urban dictionary. I'm like, wait, what is this? What did they say? <laughs> I mean, they 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 talk they are literally talking Morse code now too. I mean, I mean, they're like they they make fun of me like when they look at my text like Dad, you saw all. I mean, you still write words. <laughs> I'm like, well, I write words. I don't know what you write in there because right, you know, it's like three letters, you know, you know, alphabet, and then I, that's that's a message. That's Morse code. I mean, it's like I mean, but but it's their time. It's you know, I mean, again, it's different generations, different you know ethics, I guess, and different work and different world that they live in but 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 some of the basics should be the same you know i mean definitely there yeah definitely there's especially the self-development parts like one of the tips is you're the sum of the top five people you hang out with good or bad and whether you and whether it's fair or not like if all your friends are smoking and drinking Maybe you're the only one not doing that, but what do you think all the parents and teachers think? And or if, if if they're troublemakers, you're just one of the troublemaker crowd. You're one of the they catch them, you're part of them. <laughs> you can cry and tell me it's not fair, but I'm just like, I'm just here for the reality check. They say, uh, and this one's more for adulthood, but your finances are the sum of the top five people you're around. So if you're around broke people all the time, maybe you're not broke, maybe not, but there is a good chance that you're also struggling financially. Your behavior is going to wind up like just shopping and doing this and that, the other. Not or the Yes. Other. Or similar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it is. I mean, it's, it's amazing, but you know, um, sometimes people get caught with the wrong crowd and, and they basically get the same outcome, you know, from, you know, whoever you happen to be wrong time, wrong place, that the wrong crowd. That's all. It's real. It happens. And it can sometimes really destroy some, some, some kid's life because of a choice that they made. And it was just the wrong move. Uh, I mean, when even like, so young. I know, I know what, well, what that's the other problem because in that age, the, I mean, um, Psychiatry. I mean, you're you you have a psychiatry expertise, and the the front lobe is not developed until what twenty five. I think that's where it's actually where we make the real decisions and stuff. And then you know, I I I I love my my psychiatry you know expert that comes on the shows once a month, Doctor Heim, and he had clearly stated that all the studies have proven that the identity of individuals really matures at thirty five. That's when we really have our true identity. Now. If you're looking at that, I mean, that's like half of most of people's lives. That's when we really know who we really are and what we want in life. That's a long time, <laughs> you know, from, from high school. And so so in the high school days, you think life owes you. You think, And, and by the way, I think we also live in an era of entitlement and an era where, you know, people have not been, you know, really taking, let's put it this way, when I grew up, you, you said a curse word, you get a spanky, you get something. I mean, you get a, a slap, you know, you know, you, and by the way, not just from your parents, your neighbors can actually. Other people, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and you, and, and you, 
if you've completed your parents, they give you another one. That's it. <laughs> you know, now you have you have, now you have kids that 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 have never been, you know, given that kind of behavior from parents or otherwise. So they don't know what that means. And now we see it even like with with law enforcement. And someone says, I need you to, you know, adhere to my my request, whatever, you know. I want you to stop, do this, do that. No, I'm not gonna do it. They keep challenging them. What do you think the cop is gonna do to you? They're gonna like, you know, hug you. If you're not Hopefully. corresponding to, you know, if you're not cooperating, they have no choice but you sometimes, you know, any means necessary to stop you or to get you to respond to them. And you don't have to do that. You know, I mean, it's simple. I always say this. If someone stops you, you give them the stuff that they asked for. If you did something wrong, well, that's where the courts are. If you didn't do anything, that's where the courts are. You know, you don't have to fight with them. You, that's not a fight you're going to win. I mean, period. And out. So it's not, I'm not endorsing you know any any negative you know or maybe like police brutality here or anything but but police do their work and then that's a good example and i i always tell my kids you know if you're not responsive and you're always challenging in life this can happen you're probably going to be challenged by an officer or somebody and they're going to tell you this and you're going to tell them you're going to attitude you give them attitude they're going to then there's only one way to go <laughs> and yeah. it's going to be down yeah. So, so it's not a cool thing. And I think the behaviors that we've been, you know, almost promoting in the last decade or so is that, that kids have no, there's no repercussions to their behavior, you know? And so there's insolence, there's all this stuff. And, and they, and by the way, guys, if you're listening and watching, you know, I apologize if, if it may hurt your feelings, but at the end of the day, it's reality. It, you know, if you don't know what, talking about accountability, if you don't know what that means, you're not going to know how to behave when you're going to be told you know, something, even in the corporate world, you're going to work and the boss is going to tell you, I need you to do this. What are you going to tell them? I'm not going to do it. You know, and you're going to matter too. They're going to tell you, okay, well, you're fired. Get out. <laughs> you know, you want to yeah. be the boss. You can't, I mean, so that's the thing. It's going to affect you in the long run. So understand that there are, you know, cause and effects, you know, you got to do some things and you have to actually be responsible for your actions. And you know what? I understand those, but I love what you, you the, in the book, you're giving some of the stuff that potentially can change some of the dynamics and I guess today's teenage, you know, mentality or high schoolers, hopefully they become better and they probably share that with the next generation. We're just hopeful as again, as always, we got to keep the, the positivity. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all we're doing here is, is kind of talking about the obvious and sharing the values and, and hopefully people are watching and listening can use that maybe as a guidance or maybe as a tip share with someone again folks we're not judging but we are talking about real things that we experience we see and we know and just avoid headaches because when you're in the wrong crowd you will get in trouble and no one's going to save you from trouble you know when you have trouble you're going to deal with it and your family's going to suffer you're going to suffer and it can hurt your whole path in life you know if you yeah. want to live a longer life and happier life and, and all the people that you watch and admire on social media and they have achieved great things, well, they haven't gotten in trouble <laughs> for the most part. Most of those guys didn't. They actually were good and they did. They did. They succeeded. And they, and now they are like your role models. But if they did, you wouldn't have known about them because they'll be in jail or dead. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's just too, you wouldn't be like, you know, too, too keen on them anyways. Right. So that's kind of like the, the concept. So understand that you want to be like them. There's a behavior change that needs to happen. So, so Annie, I mean, uh, wow, we, <laughs> time is flying here. We've covered a lot. I know you you, you got to go. Uh, any advice to share with our audiences today? You know, as as your last message for them. Um, I guess 
this kind of goes with the theme of what we were talking about. And it's another quote. I just, I can't think of where I heard it. Um, it's don't take criticism from someone you wouldn't go to for advice. I've heard that before and I, it's, it's powerful because you're right. Why would you <laughs> like back to the idea of like, don't care what other people think, but if you respect your boss and they shared with you, like a way you can improve your performance and you can take that skill with you for jobs ahead or for life ahead. If your partner tells you something you don't want to hear, but it will make you a better person. But if that coworker who's so annoying and obnoxious and you don't even know how they make the same salary as you, you pr don't worry about their criticism. You would never go to them for them advice. You would never ask for their support. So why are you taking their negativity? But you know what they say? No one's going to criticize you that's doing better than you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, you know, if they're doing better than you, they're not going to criticize you. you you're not even they in the spectrum. Time. They don't have time. They're not looking at you. Right? So, so that that's really what it is. Unfortunately, that's reality, folks. And and by the way, we can use that as as a positive, not a negative. Don't look at it from the negative part, like you know, well, I'm I'm better or stuff. No, just look at it this way. You want to always look up to better things. We are humans that always want to do more and better. And so, looking at the bad stuff doesn't give you anything. Maybe look at it from a lesson learned. That's okay. You know, yeah. like, you know what not to do. Uh, that's okay. I mean, let, let, we talked about behavior. Well, these are some behaviors that we shouldn't be doing so we can do better. Not like looking at them like, you know, exciting stuff. They're not exciting because they're going to ruin your life. <laughs> so, so, so Annie, how can people reach out to you and, and get in touch with you in order to, to potentially join your program if they wanted to? I would say right to my website. It would just be that's I'm not a huge social media fan. They can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, all under Annie Delray. But I think website would be best. Perfect. So we will have that link on uh, the job. I mean, the job. I always say this, the actual show description. You know, I, I have, I started a channel called the job market channel. So we talk about job description and jobs and positions and stuff. So my oh. mind is, my mind, I've been writing all that stuff. So my mind is really on that, but really we're talking oh, about yeah. here description the description of the show so the link will be there and um yeah well annie thank you for for really joining for great advice for sharing some of the work you do and definitely for the 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 real you know pieces that you shared with our audiences today um thank you thank you for this opportunity um, my pleasure and so there you have it folks i hope you had the fun fun with us you had a great time hopefully you learned some tricks here and uh, that's about it for today. We'll be talking soon. New day, new show, new guest, new topic. Bye for now.